The curiosities and ambitions of some of society's greatest minds have grown beyond the world around us. Day by day, companies are pursuing interests to explore the world outside of ours. In the 1960s, the world was dazzled by the product of the Cold War that we know as the space race. Although the Cold War ended, the space race has raged on. Since the 1960s, global powers have combined their efforts to expand our knowledge of the vast, endless universe. Scientists have come together to develop technology and inventions to explore outside this world, and these tools come along with costs that are also out of this world. With all great achievements alike, there is bound to be errors along the way. In the event that tragedy does strike, who is responsible in accounting for these losses? This is where insurance steps in. Insurance is a social device available to everyone. It is considered a social device because claims are paid out using the funds insurance companies collectively accumulate through the premium of its customers. Its purpose is to financially protect policyholders in the event of an accidental loss by returning them to their financial status prior to a loss. One of the primary benefits of insurance is that it offers a sense of peace of mind to policyholders. People have insurance for everything from your home and cars to plane tickets and even celebrity buttocks. So it's only a matter of time before spaceflight entered the conversation. In 1957, the launch of Sputnik 1 marked the launch of the world's first artificial satellite. What is most astonishing about these, this incredible feat of man is that it was not insured. In fact, we did not see any type of insurance for space launches until the launch of the world's first commercial communication satellite. Intelsat 1 in 1965. As time passed and the two-nation competition of the space race grew intense, governments stepped in to pass legislation to protect nations and its citizens from the potential risks of space travel. In 1966, a treaty was drafted to lay the foundation for international space law. The treaty was called the Treaty on Principles Governing the Activities of States in the Exploration and Use of Outer Space, including the Moon and other celestial bodies. This was the first, signed only by the United States, the United Kingdom, and the Soviet Union, the only nations at that time with the capabilities of to consistently develop technology for physical space travel. Thankfully, this was later shortened to be called the Outer Space Treaty. Today, over 100 nations have signed to adhere to the terms of this treaty. The, pro the provisions of this treaty are important not only for international law, but also for insurance principles. Some of the provisions set the standard for what can and cannot be insured in the insurance industry. These are known as exclusions. For example, the treaty includes that states will be liable for any damage on Earth as a result of their space objects. There is a law in place that prohibits any weapons of mass destruction from being placed in space or around any celestial object. Why is this important for insurance? If a space launch is insured by a company and a piece falls off and harms a bystander on the ground, it will be covered by the insurance company. But say this launch was for a nuclear weapon, unbeknownst to the insurance carrier, and the same scenario happened, the damage would not be covered because the launch is not in accordance with the laws set by the Outer Space Treaty. To date, 
The usual forms of space insurance coverage are geared towards the execution of the pre-launch, launch, and orbital phases of a space mission. The construction, manufacturing, and transportation coverage usually expires once the satellite or shuttle is delivered by the manufacturer to the purchaser of the spacecraft. From this point on, any risks are now considered to be part of the launch phase, which would be included under a different kind of insurance. The insurance coverage for the process of launching the object into space typically will cover any accidental loss with a limit that matches the cost of a replacement satellite. The insurance company does not provide a replacement. It simply plays out, pays out a claim with the appropriate funds needed to build or buy another one. Of course, the cost of these premiums vary greatly. The average cost of a satellite can range anywhere from 250 to $500 million. When the underwriter for an insurance company is deciding whether or not a satellite risk is worth insuring, they look at a number of factors. They examine the probability of the event that the, so the satellite is launched but does not perform in accordance with its technical specifications. In other words, if the launch is successful but the satellite does not work properly due to a technical error or damage during its flight, it is eligible for an insurance claim. Where insurers were once behind the curve with covering losses for exploration outside of our world. 60 years later, insurance companies have begun offering products for even the slightest risks related to outer space. Some coverage now includes losses incurred during the orbit, astronauts, space tourism, and believe it or not, some companies even have coverage for people who think they might be abducted by aliens. The crazy part about the last point is they have paid out numerous claims. The catch with alien abduction insurance is the typical product pays out only $1 a year with a payout life of 10 million years. The world has come a long way from the first trains and automobiles. Our scientists have now discovered objects millions of light years away from us. Space travel and exploration will only continue to become more advanced, but rest assured, as the space industry grows, the insurance industry will be creating products to keep up right alongside it.